morning and greetings to each one. In Jesus' name, God be with you all. May his joy be in us, as Isaac read there. These things have he spoken unto us, that his joy might be in us and that our joy might be full. Y'all can turn to Romans chapter 9 this morning for a devotional this morning. Romans chapter 9, um, I was going to start reading in verse 30, but before I do that, um, there's a lot behind this that I'm just going to explain briefly, try to explain, um, like the whole of verse of chapter 9. Uh, Saul, Paul was sorrowing for the Jews because um, many of them did not believe in Jesus, and um, he says he wished that he himself could be a curse for Christ for my brethren, the Jews, so that they could be saved. Because the Jews um, had many things going for them. They're, they are the people that God chose. And um, it says in verse 4, um, pertain, they, to them pertain the adoption, the covenants that God gave to them, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. All these things were theirs if they chose to accept them and believe them. These were God's people who he called, and God wanted to work mightily in, on their behalf, in their behalf. He trained them and taught them 40 years in the wilderness and brought them through a lot of things. But yet... It seemed like even then, before Christ came, that they still did not, it seemed like their heart was still far from God some of the time. And then after Christ came, um, many of them did not believe in him, that he was the promised Messiah, the promised one that would come. Um, And then Paul was saying... um, Um, the children, the promise was not um, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children but in Isaac shall a seed be called that is they which are the children of the, court, children of the flesh like the children according to the flesh the seed of Abraham are not the children of God but the children of the promise which accounted for the seed and the children of promise would also be us We are the children of promise because of the promise that God made to Abraham that all of the earth will be blessed by his seed. I believe that's through Christ Jesus. In Romans, just back a couple pages, in Romans 2, 28 and 29... 
It says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is the one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So it seemed like Jews were going about, definitely, trying to establish their own righteousness and do the things that they thought were right without um, truly resting in God's righteousness for them. And then um, further on in chapter 9, it talks about God um, having mercy on whom he will have mercy and compassion on whom he will have compassion. And I believe I was thinking about that and just like wondering what for sure that means. I mean, obviously, he, God does show compassion to everyone. I was just wondering why... Um, Paul is telling that to the Jews here. I guess that's who he's writing this letter to. Well, I guess the Romans, yeah. Talking about the Jews anyways. Um, And I just, I guess I kind of got the thought that um, the Jews thought that the Gentiles could not be saved because God did not choose them. God did not um, allow them to have salvation. But think maybe what Paul is saying here is that, um, I guess it's verse 15 in chapter 9, that God is able to have mercy on anyone and have compassion. It doesn't matter um, what we, who we think is able to be saved or who we think is um, of the right kind to have salvation, the right type to become a Christian. God does not limit his abilities to what, to who we think can be saved. He can save anybody. And show compassion on anyone, even us as Gentiles, from the Jews' perspective. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So then, um, let's see. Yes, yeah, in verse twenty-five, it says, "As he all, as he saith also in O.C., I will call, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God." Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, though this number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and had been made like unto Gomorrah. So there we see again that even back in the Old Testament, God um, tells his prophets that um, he will call people that weren't his people, he will call people his children that were not a people or that were not like the Jews were called. So I guess we can read more in verse 30. 
What shall we say then, that the Gentiles which followed not after righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? Because we were not technically following righteousness. The Gentiles weren't. Um, as following the law and doing all the ordinances that God had commanded them. But they have attained to the righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. Because of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, righteousness hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So the Jews did not believe because did not attain to righteousness because they were um, looking at it as doing something right, as doing the right things, being saved by their own works. And they did not have faith. They did not seek it by faith. So the title of the meditation this morning is Confidence in God's Righteousness. And I got that from um, verse, the end of th- verse 33. On, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed if we believe on Christ. So let's continue reading in, verse, in chapter 10, verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So they had a zeal for God, they had a zeal for righteousness, and the Bible does say in, I believe it's in Galatians, it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. It's good to be zealous. It's good to be zealous toward God. But we must do it with knowledge, because otherwise it is unprofitable. As Jews um, were unprofitable to God, because they were not... um, Striving according to knowledge. And I believe that knowledge is that we attain righteousness through faith. So in verse 3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So you see, again, they were, as I said, they were trying to establish their own righteousness. They have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. He wants to make us righteous, because God is righteous. He wants to make us righteous. But he can only do that if we allow him to. If we submit to him, to his righteousness. And it's not something that um, God covers us with and covers us with righteousness. But it's an inward working, and it works out of us from our hearts. As it says down further in that chapter, um, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it's an inward working in us. We do not need to convince others of our own righteousness and 
saying or like showing everybody else that we are righteous and um, worry about that because Christ is in us if we have accepted him and allowed his spirit to work in us that is his righteousness and he wants to work that out in us It is Christ's righteousness working out in us by faith, by the new man and his spirit he put inside of us. We live in his righteousness. Um, When I think of submitting ourselves to the righteousness of God. I think of um, Christ's example in how he thought himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Um, in, I believe that's in Galatians 2. Just turn there quickly and read that. Uh, no, actually, Philippians 2.38. Two, three to eight. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of his servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So when I think of submitting ourselves to the righteousness of God, I think of um, this passage and uh, verse 7 especially about making himself of no reputation. We should not try to make our own reputation um, of who we are and of what we have done, but allow Christ's reputation to come out in us. And I have a lot of, a couple other scriptures uh, that I'd like to read about that. Galatians two sixteen to 20. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I'm definitely not saying that we just need to rest in God's righteousness and then just sit there and do nothing or... um, don't even worry about being righteous or about being how God wants us to be. We should be concerned about that 
as it says here in Galatians. Um, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Because if we believe in Christ, uh, we will definitely want to, we should want to um, be found holy and righteous before him. We are justified by faith and not by works of the law. And faith works in us righteousness. doesn't work in us sin. So then, in, back in our text, chapter, verses, Romans uh, 4 to 5, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So Christ is the end of the law to us for righteousness. Because Christ is our righteousness, not, our, not the law. To everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. And that is true, but we can't live by those things. We can't live as the law says unless we are uh, under the faith of Christ. First uh, Corinthians one twenty nine to thirty one. that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And what he has done in us is not of, is not of ourselves, that this righteousness is. God made Christ to be unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It's amazing. Another passage in Philippians. Three nine. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Not having my own righteousness, there it says it very, says it very plainly. And I was looking, as I was looking for verses about this, there was, it seemed like there was very many verses that spoke about Christ's righteousness working out in us, and not ourselves, not our own righteousness. In Jeremiah 23, 5 to 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. 
and this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the, child, but the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed. Sorry, let me start over with that verse. But the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. I would have liked to um, study that, those two verses, 7 and 8, a little bit more. Just um, about that it, they won't say anymore that the Lord, the Lord liveth which brought up children of Israel out of Egypt, but the Lord liveth which, brought, which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all countries. I think that's talking about us. He led the seed of the house of Israel. If you have any other thoughts on that, I'd be glad to hear that too. And also another one I believe about uh, righteousness. Um, Romans 3. Romans 3, 21 to 24. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith. And it's not that we do nothing to gain this righteousness. We need to do something. We must have faith. And that's brought out a little bit, that's brought out in uh, Romans 10. I think I read a little bit of that already. Uh, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So must believe and confess. Kind of skipped over... Um, Six and seven and eight. Verse eight says, But what saith it? The word of God. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. I believe, yeah, the word that is nigh us and in our mouth and in our heart is the word of faith. And I did look up um, the... Uh, scripture in the Old Testament that said that was this is quoting, uh, and that is in Deuteronomy 30. I might just read that whole chapter. Deuteronomy 
And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whether the Lord thy God hath driven thee. And shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I commanded thee this day, thou and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that when the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations, whither the Lord thy God has scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. Remember, circumcision is that which is inward. Of thy heart. Here it says it in the Old Testament also. And the heart of thy seed in the heart of thy children, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. That's the third time I said that. Now, for this commandment, which I command, me this, command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it afar off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldst say, Who shall go up into heaven us, for us into heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldst say, Who shall go over the sea for us, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do good, do it? But the word is not very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good, and death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and that the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, and be drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, and that he will not prolong our days upon the land, whether thou possessed over Jordan to go to possess it, whether thou passest over Jordan. I will call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and thy length of days, that thou mayest live in the land, thou mayest dwell in the land, which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So it made a little bit more sense when I read this. Um, than in the New Testament where it says who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above or who shall descend into the earth to bring Christ up from the dead. Here it says who shall go up for us into heaven and bring it? Who is going to tell us? Who is going to come and um, bring it to us? They're not going to say that but the word is very nigh thee unto thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart thou mayest do it. It's a blessing that God has 
given up, given his commandments to us in his heart, in our heart. So then, uh, verse 11 of Romans 10. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Just as it says over in verse 33 of the last chapter, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So we don't have to be ashamed of Christ's righteousness. We don't have to be ashamed of um, living in Christ or being a Christian because of Christ's righteousness in us. We can have confidence that he... Uh, is that he will hear us. I guess that's one verse that just came to mind. Confidence that he will hear us. And confidence that um, he is the one we're looking to for reputation and for righteousness, and we don't have to look to ourselves in our flesh. Because God is rich unto all who call on him. For there is no difference, verse 12, between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord, Lord is over all, is rich unto all them that call upon him. He's very rich to us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then it goes on to saying about how people, how will people hear, except one go and preach them and tell them. And how will they go and tell, except they be sent. So I guess here it does say that um, I was just saying that the word is in our hearts and in our minds, but I believe that we also need to go and tell others. How beautiful are the feet? Let's see, where does it say that? How, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So in order to have righteousness, we need to believe, and we need to read the word of God to believe. So righteousness comes by reading the word of God, by hearing of the word of God. It's not just reading, it's hearing in our hearts, not just in our mind, but in our hearts, and believing and doing those things. We have confidence in him because we know him and his power in us. We know that in ourselves, that is in our flesh, there is dwelleth no good thing. So in 1 John, I'll leave you with this, uh, these verses. 1 John 2, uh, 28 and 29. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. So that's all I had this morning. May God bless you with that. May we be righteous this coming week.